Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-Based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Contreras and some moves and ask me questions if I was confusing. Today is probably not the appropriate day to be doing a podcast. I'm going to amend that. Right now is probably not the appropriate time to be doing a baseball podcast because with all the teams up against the deadline for of 7 o'clock tonight, 7 o'clock, 5 o'clock, something like that. I think it's 7 o'clock Central. For um, announcing non-tenders, anything could happen and probably will. I was working on an article on my Patreon account talking about Nuance, Michael Hermosillo, and Jan Gomes. And as I was working on the article, typing the letters into the computer, I noticed there had been another move. The Cubs had lost Trevor McGill on waivers to the Twins. I'm going to talk a bit more about that here than over there because I didn't really take a lot of time to talk about it on in the article because what I would have had to have written would have taken a whole lot more time than it would have taken to say it. Um, there's a non-tender deadline. What that means is a team can release a player who is eligible for a... Um, Tendered contract. So, for instance, Nico Horner is able to be tendered a contract. The Cubs could also non-tender him. I doubt the Cubs will non-tender Nico Horner. There's no reason to, but the Cubs could, in theory, do that. The Cubs were up against the deadline, and apparently on Friday, on Friday, let's see, yeah, Friday they put... um. Trevor McGill on waivers. They put Trevor McGill on waivers. A bit odd to put a player on waivers at that specific time, but I'm guessing they were asking around, asking around, asking around, and there was just enough interest in McGill for the Cubs to believe that they would probably get someone to put in a claim for him. But there wasn't enough interest in McGill for anybody to give them an actual live body or more than the waiver fee. Because if so, waiver fee is $50,000. If they're asking around, I think I did this in the last podcast, if a team's asking around and there's like four or five teams that are interested, in yeah, I kind of want that guy, I kind of want that guy, you can usually make a trade. You can usually make a trade if there's you know four or five teams interested. If there's one or two teams interested, then it's kind of... Dicey. It's really, you're not going to get a whole lot, even if you do make a trade, if there's only one or two teams interested. So probably the Cubs were asking around, hey, here's some names. Would any of you be interested in trading for this guy? And probably they had just enough of a feeler on Trevor McGill on Friday. They decided, let's put Trevor McGill on waivers. They put him on waivers and the Twins claimed him. What that does is it gives the Cubs a highly insignificant and inconsequential amount of cash, but getting an inconsequential amount of cash 
is better than getting nothing. Had the Cubs decided tender McGill a contract or non-tender McGill? It's kind of obvious the option, the choice was, the selection was non-tendering. Because if they would have decided they wanted to keep him around for 2022, they would have tendered Trevor McGill a contract. Would have been very easy to do. But they decided for this reason, for that reason, for the other reason, for nuance, whatever, we're probably better off getting something for Trevor McGill than non-tendering him, trying to get him to sign back for minor league deal, and realizing that at least one team out there wanted him. Wanted him enough to give him a major league roster spot. So the Cubs realize, you know, we can do one of two things. We can let him go for absolutely nothing, or we can get uh, $50,000 for him. Which would you rather get, $0 or $50,000? I think that's kind of an easy question. <sighs> so yeah, that, uh, there was a bit of logic behind letting McGill go a bit. And for people who say, oh man, Trevor McGill, he's terrible. Well, the Twins decided he's worth a 40-man roster spot. And 40-man roster spots right now are really valuable. So since the Twins decided they were interested in getting Trevor McGill, at least one team wanted him. At least one team wanted him and was willing to give up the waiver fee to get him. Okay. Wilson Contreras. With the Jan Gomes signing. With the Jan Gomes signing, Gomes is a little bit better than a standard backup catcher. A little bit better. Not a whole scandalously large amount better. He's a little bit better. Is he as good as Victor Caratini? Uh, then you're just getting into arguments for argument's sake. But basically the same kind of thing. Yeah, this guy's probably better than the average backup catcher. Cubs brought in Jan Gomes, gave him a two-year, $13 million deal with an option for year number three. To me, that says the Cubs were kind of interested in Jan Gomes. Kind of says that to me. Now, does that mean Wilson Contreras is necessarily being shoved, pushed, cajoled out the door? Does that mean that? It doesn't mean that, but if the Cubs are interested in fielding legitimate offers on Wilson Contreras... They're a whole lot better off having one catcher on the team instead of no catchers on the team. So Jan Gomes either qualifies as a perfectly adequate catching backup or a perfectly, well, I'd probably rather have a better starting catcher than this, but at least he's a guy. Either or. Uh, discussions, I, let's see, the names I've seen are the Mariners and the Yankees. Yankees possibly might include Gary Sanchez, who also might get non-tendered. So yeah, yeah, you're a whole, there, there's a whole bunch of nuance. There's a whole bunch of uh, high-wire act kind of stuff. Is this guy going to stick around? Is this guy going to be available? Uh, Matthew Boyd, a pitcher for the Tigers, is allegedly going to be being non-tendered. And perhaps he, that's an angle that the Cubs might want to seek out. Because they're obviously not interested in giving out four- and five-year deals. So, yeah, it, it seems like they are um, handicapping themselves, I'm going to say, as far as who they can get. Um, 
Needless to say, non-tender day is a fascinating day. Hey, I'm trying to do well with this. I'm trying to provide you insight you don't necessarily get from other people. And if you think I'm doing a good job of that, you can contribute to my efforts through Anchor. You can contribute to my efforts through Patreon. And if it's a situation of, hey, I'd love to contribute to your efforts, but I refuse to do it through Patreon, I refuse to do it through Anchor, there are other ways. You know, locate me, whatever. We'll figure it out. Shoot me an IM. Um, I'm trying to do a good job. If I'm doing a crappy job, then I don't deserve support. If I'm doing a good job, maybe I deserve support. I finally broke down and I'm spending money on getting The Athletic, finally. I am a very, very, very slow convert because it costs money. But now I have The Athletic. I am contributing to their efforts. Am I worth anything to you? That's up for you to decide. Now back to page two, specifically Wilson Contreras. One of the things about the Wilson Contreras, Jan Gomes time split is something that it's kind of been simmering, kind of been simmering in the back of my mind, trying to run it through, trying to think, does this make any sense or not? Two things about catchers. I really don't like catchers hitting at the top of the order. I really don't. There are instances where it makes sense. There are instances where it makes sense if you have an ultra-elite catcher. Uh, Johnny Bench made sense. Mike Piazza made sense. Guys who just absolutely crushed the ball. Carlton Fisk hit at the top of the order, particularly late in his career. That made sense. Um, Wilson Contreras, I looked it up. His career OPS is 807, which is good. Let's see, OPS plus. That's a 112 OPS. That is good. 12% better than the average. His last two seasons have been 7.63 and 7.78 as his OPS. That's less good. It's not to say he's bad, but that's less good. 7.63, That'd be a 106 OPS plus and a 108 OPS plus. Again, perfectly fine, perfectly acceptable, very good for a catcher. I'm going to say that again. Very good for a catcher. One of the things I have heard today at least one time. With the Cubs adding Jan Gomes, Wilson Contreras should probably be used more as a DH if there is a DH in the National League. I had a moderate cognitive break on that one. I really don't know that I can buy that. I really don't know that I can buy that. Contreras as a DH here or there, possibly, maybe, yeah. Uh, you get in a situation where there's no DH through the season, and you get into a situation, you get into the... American League Teams League, uh, American League Teams Park. You look at your roster, you look at your options. It's like, you know, Wilson Contreras, he's better than the best 
bench bat that we have. We're going to start the other catcher. We're going to use Wilson Contreras, and we're going to fly that way. I can understand that in an occasional situation here or there. But realistically, Wilson Contreras should not be a designated hitter. He shouldn't. His last two years, 106 and 108 OPS. Yes, he's, yeah, I know, I get it. There are some teams, there are some situations where the designated hitter will have a lower OPS than that. The Cubs may well be that situation. Very well may be. However, to walk into a season saying Wilson Contreras ought to be the periodic DH when he's getting a day off, I say bunk. I say bunk. Um, Contreras should be catching as much as is reasonable. Whatever as much as is reasonable is for a catcher. Let's see now. What were his numbers this cycle? Boy, this, this year is really screwy with Contreras' catching numbers because he got hurt, missed some time, and had his second year of over 100 games caught as a starter. 116 games, 112 starts, 92 completes. So that was a good year. That was a very good year. Um... Contreras, when he's playing, when he's starting, Wilson Contreras should probably be catching. The entire concept of, I want him at first, I want him at third, I want him in left, I want him in right, I want where. I'm not buying it. I'm really not buying it. Contreras needs days off. Actual days off where, okay, Wilson, you're not playing today. You're not. Doesn't really matter. You're not playing. That's how, that, that's how it should be with Contreras. A team that is in contention should have a bench bat who is better than a 106, a 108 OPS+. plus. A good team ought to do that. If the Cubs are not a good team, that really doesn't matter. If the Cubs aren't going to be a good team, and this is Wilson Contreras' last year, Contreras ought to get traded. He ought to get traded. If this is his last year, if he's going to free agency, they're not going to um, hostage take or um, bullwhip or any, anything along those lines, Contreras into signing an extension, which, of course, they can't. If he's not going to be around in 2023... He shouldn't be around in 2022. He should be traded. Because they can get more in trade for him now than they would get as a free agent compensation pick. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. The Cubs ought to soon... They're not there yet. The Cubs ought to soon be to the point where they have a guy on the bench... Who hits better than Wilson Contreras? But 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 Contreras is okay. Yeah, 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 he's a catcher. He's a very good catcher. He is very good at throwing the ball. He is a very entertaining player. Not ripping on Contreras at all. But 
a team ought to have somebody on the bench who hits better than Wilson Contreras. Now, in the future, perhaps Alexander Canario will be that guy. Oh, but Canario's going to be in the outfield. Okay, Brendan Davis. Oh, but Brendan Davis is going to... At some point, if a team's going to be good, at some point, if a team's going to be good, it shouldn't be a question of which seven guys on our team are going to be good offensively. If a team's going to be good, it should be... They ought to have 12 or 14 or 17 or 19 players on the team that are good offensively. To which some of you will say, but you can't fit that many on a 26-man roster. Exactly. You have guys who are in AAA because they can't fit on the roster. Because the roster's too damn good. If your roster's not good enough, if your roster isn't good enough, to the point where Wilson Contreras is your best bench batting option when your backup catcher is the starting catcher. Your team's hopeless. Your team is hopeless. Yeah, you can possibly parse a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of the other thing together, but reality is a team ought to be pot committed to this is our path, this is our direction to having a high-end, high-quality team And these are the things we have to do to do that. Having Wilson Contreras as the designated hitter any more than like two or three times over the course of a season should not be that. Wilson Contreras ought to be the catcher. Possibly maybe a situation where uh, last night was a Saturday night game. Today is a Sunday day game and Monday is a day off. Plausible? That sort of a situation? Yeah, use Contreras as a DH. Because uh, he's going to get tomorrow off anyway. Use him as a DH today. Possibly in that sort of situation. But it shouldn't be a situation of where we are a contending team and our best DH option when Wilson Contreras is not our catcher is Wilson Contreras and all that. That isn't going to work. That's not going to work. The goal is to obtain players in a fashion so that you'll have quality. You'll have quality. You'll have quality in the outfield. You'll have quality in the infield. You'll have lefty hitters. You'll have righty hitters. You'll have a catcher. You'll have a backup catcher. And when Wilson Contreras takes a day off, he doesn't have to DH. Again, whether that ends up being a player like Alexander Canario or Nelson Velazquez or any of a various number of other different players. If you're going to have a year over a year over a year over a year over a year really good team, your DH, your principal DH, when your starting catcher takes the day off, should not be a person with an OPS the last two years of 106 and 108. That's not a dig. That's not a dig at Contreras. That is simply looking at numbers. Now, his first first four years in the league, his OPS Plus was 122, 118, 94, 127. Now, if he'd back gone 122, 118, 94, 127, 123, 125, then I would say something completely different because that would mean the last two seasons, the most two recent seasons, the most two 
recent predictive seasons, Wilson Contreras had had a much better offensive year than he did this the last two years. But the last two years, he's been a bit over average when it comes to hitting. Wilson Contreras as a designated hitter is not the worst possible option as a designated hitter in the history of designated hitters in all of baseball's history. But he's not ideal. Contreras probably ought to be starting 120 games or so. And it's probably best if they're balanced out through the course of the years. I remember usually there's 26 weeks in a season. 26 weeks in a season. Let's roll that down to 25 so it's easier to multiply it on out. If you're going to have Wilson Contreras start 125 games, 125 games in a 25-week season, maybe some of you guys that are math majors are um, figuring out where I'm going with this. If Contreras starts about five games a week behind the plate, he should be on target for about 125 starts. 125, 126, 127, something, something in that range. And then you consider possible injury here or there. But when, there, was so, there were so many times last season where, no, 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 we're going to have to start Contreras because the other guy's not good. The other guy's not ready. The other guy's not this. The other guy's not that. Numbers play out over the long stretch. If he's being forced to play more than he ought to play, it's probably going to add to the injury likelihood, and it's probably going to detract from how well he plays in the first place. When If Wilson Contreras is your catcher, and it's not a Wilson Contreras thing, people. It's not a Wilson Contreras thing. It's not a Wilson Contreras thing. A designated hitter is supposed to be a guy who mashes. Now, whether you're talking like a Nelson Cruz, whose job is to hit and really isn't even to run, you know, Nelson Cruz, that if it's a reasonably close game and it's the eighth inning or so, they'll pinch run for him. Why? Because he's bad at base running. And even if the deck does flip around and it comes back around to him, they'd rather have somebody else pinch hitting uh, as the designated hitter than have Nelson Cruz run if it's an important time of the game. He's just not very fast. He's slow. A team's catcher, a team's starting catcher should be that team's starting catcher. They ought to have a bench bat, a left-handed pinch hitter, a right-handed hitting outfielder. Heck, I'd rather have Michael Hermosillo as a designated hitter than Wilson Contreras because Wilson Contreras shouldn't be a designated hitter. He's a catcher. When you expose a catcher, too many times, I'm doing a lot of uh, dice football games right now. And when you have... The, the, the game's set up, so the more often a player plays, the more likely he is to get injured. Seems reasonable, yes? So uh, if you have a situation where your halfback is the best player on your team, 
you probably shouldn't give him the ball every time because at some point he's going to get lit up and injured. You want to do some of this, try that other play, do that. You want to balance things out. You don't want to always do the same thing. With a catcher, the knees are the important thing. If you've ever looked at Randy Hundley's offensive numbers in his career, if you haven't, go check them out. No, seriously, go check them out. Start off rather good, especially good for a catcher, but then all of a sudden, yeah, his, his knees turned to vinegar and he quit being able to play well. Wilson Contreras shouldn't be a designated hitter. Maybe here or there. But he shouldn't be a designated hitter. The designated hitter for a good team ought to be a good hitter who would be a starter, but the rest of the guys on the team are better than he is. There. Find players who are better than average. Find a whole lot of players who are better than average. Right now, 2022, really not a priority for the Cubs. Sorry, it's not. Would it be nice if? Yeah, probably. But the Cubs prioritizing winning not really so much. Jan Gomes, I'm good with it. Whether Contreras sticks around or not, Contreras shouldn't be the DH. He shouldn't be the DH. Maybe periodically. But um, the catcher ought to be the catcher. And unless he has an OPS plus of like over 130, probably shouldn't be the DH very often because the DH on a good team ought to be a guy who has an OPS of o- OPS plus of da 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 over 130. That, that, you know, the designated hitter, that's his job. Hit the ball, hit the ball. And if it's close late in the game, we're going to run for you probably because we don't expect you to do that. We, we expect you to hit the ball. Nuance, very much of a nuanced sort of a day, and now that I've been doing a podcast for 25 minutes, the Cubs may have made another move. Uh, probably about four hours. It, within about four hours, we will know if the Cubs have made other non-tenders today. I'm quite confident that they will have. I don't think that Michael Hermosillo was the one and only non-tender. And the more roster spots the Cubs have available as of 7 o'clock tonight, the more players they can add in free agency as the season goes along, as the off season goes along without having to puke someone else off of the 40 man roster. Have a great day and keep an eye out. Keep an eye out on your Twitter, on your Facebook, on your whatever, because there will be roster moves, whether you want there to be or not. Have a great day.